a groundbreaking and history-making show today. Kevin Mendelson returning for a second week in a row to Jinx Teams. No, that's not it. We're doing the first ever car cast. As Kevin and I are driving. Don't worry. Both hands are on the steering wheel. I will uh, make sure to keep both hands on the steering wheel at all times. I'm Tim Kelly. This is Courts and Fields. We are driving north on I-5, passing through beautiful Lakewood, Washington, as we record this. Uh, I'm going to try not to swear, Kevin. I'm not very good at it, but for you, I I make an exception. Okay, well, yes, thank you. Uh, Now, I've done, I don't think I've sworn once on this podcast since I started doing it. I'm driving, though, so the the, the stakes are going to change. Yeah, see, any kind of Western Washington driving, if you're listening to this from not in this area, uh, it is it is a borderline free-for-all, so this this could be the most dangerous episode yet. And, uh, sorry, we're, like we said, car cast, we've got this where we've got it. we got the, rec- my, my cell phone recording this, this will be an experience, but uh, we're, uh, we're, let's talk a little football. As long as I don't have to do any carpool karaoke, I nope. think we're good. You are infinitely more likable than James Corden. So well, thank you. Already off to a great start. Thank you. Just as long as the phone doesn't fly off its position, which we might have to <laughs> say, uh-oh. And uh, so, Thursday night. Did you watch the Thursday night game this week? I uh, I watched about what, two and a half quarters of it. I got home from work. I think it was already the second quarter. Uh, was it... I don't know. I watched it. It felt like kind of a lethargic game for for both for both the Hawks and the 49ers. Like, you know, obviously a Thursday night game, you get the short week. No one's ever really 100% ready to go unless for some reason you've had your bye before that, which I feel like is competitive disadvantage. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Brock Purdy going into Lumen Field, everyone's talking about how this was going to be kind of his big – his big let down, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. his let down or his big chance to show what he was made of. And it's like, you know, yeah, he's played in in, in Norman, Oklahoma, and he played in uh, down in down in Austin against Texas, and, Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, yes, he uh, he definitely definitely played games there. Um, there was a there was an atmosphere in Lawrence, um, maybe not the one that he was. I think that's what he was hoping for. On, uh, on Thursday night was he's going oh I'm getting a, a team called the Hawks uh, their stadium's going to be half empty and it'll be completely empty by halftime it'll be great and that was not the case no it was interesting I was uh, live and in person and uh, yeah it was uh, I mean a good turnout of Niners fans but the Hawks fans brought it the whole game uh, to your point about Purdy uh, the huge thing, which probably read about the, happened right about the time you started watching, Quandre Diggs had a interception in his hands, and it just bounced off the uh, what was it? I say the breastplate of the uniform. <laughs> um, that's why they always say, "Oh, DBs." That's why they're not wide receivers. Yep, yeah, and he was uh, 
he was proving it. He was, uh, yeah, just not good. Not, not. I mean, that that was ten to seven at that point. No, no, excuse me. Could have been ten to seven. Could have been ten to seven. seven. Yeah. And and you know, any kind of a turnover, obviously, and then you know, it's it's the the way the game changes on it. But you know, obviously, a pick six changes the entire momentum, whole trajectory of the game. And the the thing I think that that Purdy did more than we've really seen any of the other seven or eight 49 quarterbacks that have played this year is he really seems to be more interested in getting George Kittle involved. Now, whether or not that's because Debo Samuel was out, uh, you know, they, they had uh, Tariq on, on uh, Brandon Ike most of the game, you know, if it's, and, and they knew that they could kind of uh, exploit the linebackers, but I don't think Kittle's had a game like that all year. What ninety something yards, two touchdowns, yeah. and both of them were just like backbreakers. And there was another catch too that he was just wide open. The, the biggest thing, Seattle is. Uh, I mean, this isn't a fantasy football podcast. As we said last week, no one cares about your fantasy team. Well, I'm not in the playoffs, so now I don't even. Oh, care okay. About my own well, I'm team. bouncing around in various <laughs> leagues. I'm not gonna say I have forty teams this year. Uh, I think I have forty teams this year. I love doing drafting. Uh, there's only like five or six that I really care about. Wink, wink, yeah. wink, wink. Okay. Right now, yeah. uh, no finances. But yes, enough about fantasy football. Uh, Seahawks are notorious for giving up points to tight ends in fantasy football, and this was just another uh, thing that was exploited. Uh, McCaffrey ran well. I mean, it's McCaffrey, but even then, I mean. There were a couple of times that the Hawks um, had a short yardage play and they just got a huge run, yeah. you know, not even not from McCaffrey. Uh, backups, too. I honestly couldn't tell you who the backups were at this point. I just, it's it's not Elijah uh, Mitchell. Mitchell wasn't uh, Joe, TJP, right? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, and that was something that we talked about, you know, leading into this game was, was this is what San Francisco does. They're going to run the ball. And what can Seattle not do right now? They can't stop the run. No. So it was it was very much set up for that perfect, uh, that very perfect kind of setup where you're getting the strength of one team into the, the biggest weakness of the other. And that's what they exploited. And uh, that was uh, the... This is, this is good content. I'm telling you right now. Well, let me tell you something. While you're looking it up, we have left Lakewood, Washington. We are now in the fine city of Tacoma, Washington. That's, uh, that's the spiritual home of Swerve Strickland. Yes. Yes. This church, yes. Yes. A place we have both spent time in as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, going through Lakewood, home of our, well, my former uh, college. Yeah. Uh, the technical college down there where I got my radio degree that I'm doing so much with. Jordan Mason was the there you go. was the backup running back that had the the 55 yard run on the what third to last play of the game. Yeah, and there was if, still a chance. If they could have stopped them, they would have got the ball maybe with 20 seconds left. Yeah. But I mean, that, but again, a 21 to 13 score, one of the more misleading 21 to 13s I've seen in a while. Yeah, there was a while I thought about you know for most of like the first well the first half and then. 
part of the third quarter, I, I thought about going on Twitter and, and trolling Seahawks fans by asking, is this the game where where Geno Smith goes from a $33 million quarterback and you take a zero off of that off of that paycheck? Because he he didn't look very he didn't look great Thursday night. No, he did not. There were people that said he did play well. I don't understand it. I mean, I think when, when you go When down, you don't have the line, is what people are arguing. Yeah, when, when, you, when you go down 21 to 3 or 21 to 6 and you have to you have to throw and you have to bring yourself and the team back, you're going to look good some of those times because you have to throw the ball a lot. You're going to chew up a lot of yards. You're, you're going to lead at least a touchdown drive, you hope, and, and your stats are going to wind up looking, looking pretty decent. But but he had some some kind of ugly throws in there and well I mean he had a pick six that was negated yeah by uh, roughing the passer call now I've heard that a lot of people say it wasn't roughing the passer I personally believe it was uh, that that wasn't nearly as egregious as a as an egregious of a call as uh, the the Sunday night game where uh, was it where Justin Herbert was was. Basically placed on the ground by a Miami defender, and and they uh, and they gave him 15 for it. So, uh, you know, very very controversial potentially call if you are uh, wearing red. Uh, I think uh, yeah, I think it was warranted. It's good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I they got job done that call. Uh, <laughs> just just poor officiating all the way around though. Uh, th- there was a play earlier when the Seahawks on a drive that they got a field goal on. Gino was out of bounds, and the defensive back got... I mean, they were both out of bounds, and the guy then just took him to the ground. And I'm just like, that's textbook yeah. roughing. Or, or not roughing, but uh, late, late, hit. Hit, late yeah. hit. Like, that's textbook. And I mean, would it have changed anything? No. But... Maybe. Same, but mostly no. Thing, yeah. Same thing as a turnover, though. You get, you get a big penalty like that it turns an entire drive around you go oh you know we haven't been able to do uh in the words of jimora diddly poo diddly diddly poo on offense and and here's playoffs the, yeah here's this 15, different different press conference the same guy though yeah because now the seahawks are asking the same question <laughs> uh, they hope they can win a game you know you get 15 yards added on to something you get a little bit of life and and you know defense kind of has to pull back a little bit maybe they feel like oh maybe we're playing too aggressively maybe we need to just to, to change something and yeah i mean that's it's another one of those calls that it goes the the opposite way could be one of those big swings of momentum well and i'll say this i mean yeah the the biggest thing is you hit the nail on the head earlier they gave up 170 rushing yards do you know how many rushing yards they've given up in the last five games? Uh, and th- this this is Tampa. I want to call them Oakland every time. Las Vegas Raiders. They'll be Oakland forever. The, yeah. Uh, the Rams, which they won. Uh, the Panthers and the 49ers. In those five games, how many rushing yards do you think the Seattle Seahawks have given up? Well, they didn't, I think Carolina went off for about 200 yep. last week. So there's, there's almost four. Um, I'm going to guess around 900. Yeah, 1,000. It's like 1,008 or 1,018. Wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're giving up 200 yards a game rushing in this stretch. Yeah. And, but I mean, that was the thing. Because remember, Jacobs ran for 250 on them. 
Yeah. Or 240, 230, 250. It doesn't matter. He ran all over them. Yeah. Like... 80 of them on that last play. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, much like... Uh, what was that guy's name again? Jordan Morris? No, that's a soccer player. Yeah. The Niners backup running back then. Had the 55-yard run. Yeah. But, yeah. It, Jordan Mason. Jordan Mason. Thank you. Uh, I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, hold on just one sec. I'm going to... Uh, uh, it's getting a little steamy in here with with two guys, so now you'll hear some extra noise. I mean, it it, it couldn't be two guys. It, we get steamy in here with anybody. well anybody, yeah. But I just the hot takes are flowing. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's not a, I, you know, it's a family show. I'm not trying to be perverse. There's nothing, there's nothing nefarious going on. We're just driving a car. It's a little warm. It's raining now. Kevin, what do you see on the horizon right in front of you, to my left over here? Uh, I don't see construction. That's what I will tell you I don't see it. And if you know Tacoma, Washington traffic, you know that since the dawn of time, uh, there has been a lot of uh, construction and road work out by one of the casinos here. But to our left, as I uh, practice my inevitable foray into uh, tour guide status, yes, uh, we see the LeMay Car Museum, which I've never been in, and I don't know of anyone that's But more importantly, it. this structure right here. Uh, it, there's a Snip Dog concert tonight. Yeah. And we weren't invited to the Tim Comadome. The Tim Comadome? Now, why is it called the Tim Comadome? There's a, a veritable haze around that arena right now. Yeah. My goodness. Um, well, you see, it all goes back to the uh, Washington State basketball tournament. Uh, about, you know, a short time ago, as Tim is a very, very young gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Not 20 years ago. No. Uh, where, where a. A blossoming young wow. Pacific Northwest basketball star in the making. Wow, wow, wow. Named Tim Kelly. Wow. Scored many points in or, a... Or, in or, is, is too many? I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, you can't have too many without two. Well, thank you, thank so. you. Thank you. <laughs> that was, yeah, well, wow, why thank you. As everyone knows, the last basket scored by a WF West playoff team in the Tim Comadome. Yep. They now have dropped levels and all that stuff. We don't need to talk about my past glories. Listen, there's, right. a, there's a reason that that, that that was the last basket score. Oh, oh wow. Cause they, nice. they knew they couldn't top it. Okay. So I, I feel like there's been a nefarious plot uh, within the high school system okay. uh, to tank the team. Wow. And they, well, I mean, they've gone lower levels. and They've made a state title game at the lower level. Well, they, then that's about time they need to go back up. Again. Oh, I see. They're, this it's, is, it's, this it's, is like European. Football. I was gonna say they're in. A, they're, they're getting relegated. Yeah, this is our, they could be the uh, the uh, welcome to Wrexham of uh, Washington State, whatever class they are in. Uh, you know, now it's time to move up because I, I think Wrexham is, is moving up. I don't know. I, I just finished the first season of the show. Brilliant show. Uh, they did not promote last year, but I think they might this year. I, I really don't know what I'm, uh, what I'm going on about, but I think... I'd like to welcome you to Fife really quick. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Fife is a, a little industrial area, I guess. I think I've stayed out here before. It's not terrible. Um, yeah, no, the, the point of that is the, the Tim Kelly... Hey, look, uh, terrible car dealership. Uh, so, you know, if you want your car to burst into flames... I was driving one last week. Yeah. Wonderful experience. Tesla's. Did it Did it talk to you at all? No, but it was crazy. Did it ban your Twitter account? No, but well, it should. Well, no, so you, got, you can't say anything bad about it or else it, it'll, it might do that. you got to be careful. Uh, 
yeah, no, the, the Tim Kelly High School, uh, he is part of the Hall of Fame. Nope, nope, not true at all. Well, he should be. <laughs> and that's why, once they move back up in uh, classes, they will they will finally right the wrongs. Well, thank you, thank you. And <laughs> after we were talking about tying this into the Seahawks. Yeah, no, this is good. Uh, Poor defense, but yeah. Um, also, <laughs> the staple of Tim Kelly. Um, but, uh... Let's talk for a moment. Um, not much was expected from the Hawks this year. But when you start off 6-3, and three, you know, the standard is the standard, but the standard changes at some point. Yeah, and, and you get people excited. Fans get excited. You know, I think they were selling tickets for like $75 to state workers yep. for a while. And I, I'm thinking that's, that's still going on. I have no idea. But... You know, it's it's not enough anymore to say, oh, we're we're a potential 500 team, because there is no 500 anymore unless you tie. Well, speaking of which, the Seahawks are eighth in the playoff race right now, behind the Giants and the Commanders, two teams, who of which tied the last game they played. Well, and that maybe maybe they should have played for maybe maybe the Hawks should have played for a tie at some point. Uh, I don't think they had any games or that. I mean, they beat the Saints, or no, lost to the Saints by seven, beat the Lions by three. They, they really haven't been in any of these close enough games to uh, to play for the tie, except for that Raider game. Yeah. So, and they lost that on, like, the first play of overtime. So, <laughs> so the new strategy for next week, going to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs, play for a tie. Yeah. Uh, because that'll put you right up there with, with, the, with the Giants and the Commandos. And... You know, then it's all then it's all tiebreakers. So, do you think it's a problem that the Hawks don't have a good pass rush going against Patrick Mahomes? I think it's a problem <laughs> for just about any team that they can. If if you have a weakness on your on that side of the ball against Patrick Mahomes, you are you are in trouble. Uh, strangely enough, the Chiefs aren't really known as a great running team. So that helps that Seattle, could, kind of, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that could play into their hands a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of looking it up here, seeing if we can. But Mahomes threw three picks last week, and they still he did, and it's weird. Like, and people still say he's the MVP. Yeah. You know, and and they played a, a you know, I do feel bad for Russell Wilson. He he was actually looking kind of like Seattle yes. Russ. Yes, he was. And then. On a, on, a, on a traditional Russell Russian, I was going to call it Russell Williams. I don't yeah, know who that is? Yeah. Um, also he, great football player. <laughs> he uh, he might have thought his name was Russell. <laughs> yeah, Williams yeah. After that, that hit. knot in his head. Yeah, gets gets driven down face first into the turf. Uh, you know, concussion. They said he's going to be out this week. Obviously, you know, why play him? It's a fairly meaningless game in Arizona right now. But you know, the the Chiefs. They're not the greatest defense. They have games where they start kind of kind of winding it up and, and looking like they're gonna they're gonna be able to pull something loose. You know, they've got a they've got a pretty decent pass rush if they can get there. Um, old friend Frank Clark's still around. Yeah. Luckily, he seems to have cleaned up his act a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of one of those. The Chiefs don't rush the ball well. I mean, yeah, they, they, well, you say I say that, but, you know, 4.7 yards a carry, they're 1,500 yards on the season off the ground. Uh, it says something when Mahomes is their third-leading rusher. Yikes. At 280 yards this season. Uh, Pacheco and 
McKinnon. McKinnon's fourth. Uh, Clyde Edwards. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Still on the team, whether anybody realizes it or not. Even Andy Reid doesn't realize. <laughs> I think he realizes he just doesn't want to play him anymore. He's, he realizes that that Clyde's there, and he goes, you know what? I have guys that can do things better than you, so you'll you'll be finding a new home this year. So Mahomes leads the way, and oh, speaking of way, we're just passing through Federal Way. Is it the way? The way. It might not be, but. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just shoehorning all these towns in. Uh, the Chiefs helmets are red. Uh, a shade of red is Auburn. Auburn, there you go. Uh, so if we go to the left, we're in Federal Way. If we go to the right, we head to Auburn. Both wonderful all-American cities. Um, yeah, it, it's a, uh, I mean, it's not looking good for the Hawks. You, you just kind of hope that maybe he, Maybe the Chiefs will sleepwalk uh, through. I mean, the Hawks will have the Hawks will have a three-day rest period on them, though. Yeah, they've got the extra the extra rest with with the Thursday night game, and it didn't look like they were coming out really banged up uh, from from Thursday night. But Tyler Lockett broke his finger, so he hopes to play this season. Well, there's only three games, so but it sounds like he's probably going to miss this one. So. And that is kind of a bummer because, you know, Tyler played his, his college ball at the nefarious uh, home of Den of Evil, uh, known oh. as Kansas State University. The Little Apple. Uh, yeah, it is a very Little Apple. Uh, they are, no, it's, I've been to Manhattan a couple times. It's a, it's a lovely little town. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, yeah, he's, you know, it was, it was a home, it's a homecoming of sorts for him. I, I think they've played uh, in Kansas City since uh, since Lockett's been on the team. I think that was probably about, well, like eight years ago, the way the schedule twists and turns. Yeah, and then maybe his rookie, probably his rookie year they played there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure that's that's kind of a bummer for him. I don't think, you know, looking at the, looking at the Chiefs defense, I don't think they have anyone that can really cover DK Metcalf. Um their, their linebackers tend to get out of position. They, you know, they can swarm to the ball. It's just, you know, you find you find your, your ways to get them open around it. And I, I don't know. It, teams have come into Arrowhead and, and beaten and beaten the Chiefs. Yeah. With I, I want to say well, the Colts did it. They, they, they didn't do it in Arrowhead. Did they? No, they didn't. Not this in, year. Not in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a few years ago is when uh, when they went in there and beat them on like a Sunday night or something. Yeah, that's right. That was one of those. Oh wait, did, were we wrong about the Chiefs? Are they gonna Are they gonna struggle? Is this gonna be bad? And then of course they went up in the Super Bowl. So you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's but it's that time of year, and you kind of have the feeling that maybe the Chiefs are gonna be looking ahead to Seattle because they they go to Houston this week, and um, you know, you really. I don't know. They, they they went from Tyree Kill as the number one guy getting getting 300, uh, 300 targets in two years, which wasn't enough, uh, to to Juju and, and MVS and and, uh, and who else is there? Sky Moore, their rookie. Uh, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey matchup nightmare. Don't know who the who the Hawks would put on him. Can, can I ask you this question? Yeah, I don't know who they would either. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, he's going he, to be, gonna be rotating. Uh, you know, we've had this conversation before. Kelsey and Gronk. Gronk, best all-around tight end, great blocker. Is Kelsey a better receiver than him? You know. <clears throat> or is Gronk a more – or is Kelsey more of a tight end kind of wide receiver? Like, 
a Jimmy Graham type. I think Kelsey's more of a Jimmy Graham type where you're going to line him out. He's a matchup, you know, mess for everybody. He's, you know, the, the, the prototype. Too big for the for the DB. He's too fast for a linebacker, blah, blah, blah. Kelsey is fantastic, and, and he's, you know, a lot of the debate through social media rages about, oh, he's just a product of Patrick Mahomes. He was putting up good numbers with Alex Smith, too. Yes. You know, he, he went from being a rookie who didn't play an entire season as a rookie. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. The and, only good thing to come out of the 2013 draft, I'm sure there's somebody else, but <laughs> just a horrendous draft. Yeah. Um, and even then, it took him a year. Yeah. You know, so he he's... His hands are, are great. He has a tendency to oh, drop easy easy passes. Um, you know, I think Gronk had that same issue a few times. And you know, it, the, the whole the whole thing that, that everyone wants to argue is, oh, you know, Gronk couldn't get open the way that Kelsey does. He can't break tackles the way that Kelsey does. Gronk did all that. Yeah. Is is the problem? It's like you're you're putting these two, you're putting one A and one B on the pencil, and you're constantly trying to find ways to disparage one to to enhance the other and there's you know why can't we enjoy both exactly you know yeah. you know you're, you're gonna have your your hardcore chiefs fans they will stand kelsey until the until the day he retires yep and as they absolutely should i'm a pats fan i will stand gronkowski until well he's already retired uh but until kelsey retires and even then it's going to be the brady manning debate for another, you know, forever many decades about who was better and why and, you know, uh, Kelsey has the numbers. Well, in this offense, he's, he's going to have a lot better numbers because Gronk was doing a lot more blocking. New England ran a different system. They It was a spread it out kind of thing. And that's obviously not to to, to disparage Kelsey. He's Again, he's a fantastic one. I was about to call him a wide receiver. Uh, he's a fantastic player. He can do everything you want him to do. He's just not. Again, it, it all goes to your criteria. What do you consider as a as a great tight end? Is it the all around skills, the blocking, the uh, you know the, the run block, pass blocking, doing all the things, or yeah. are you strictly going to look at numbers where his catches? Uh, yeah, his catches, his uh, his yards. He's probably going to wind up going past Gronk on touchdowns but is that is that the only measure of the success yeah and I mean again to your point Kelsey had a better quarterback than Gronk no, I'm just kidding um <laughs> but Kelsey um has played with I mean Tyree kills better than any receiver Gronk played with I oh mean, absolutely you know I mean Edelman was good at what he did but I mean the only comparison you could probably make to to Tyreek Hill on on a wide receiver standpoint might be Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's uh, true. For the in, for in the for the for the one year he yeah, was there, which I I'll never understand why they didn't bring him back unless he was a complete head case like Brandon Lloyd. Um, you know, got his got his brain scrambled in the Super Bowl and, and never came back to New England. It was, you know, but Cooks, fast guy, could stretch the field, very similar, obviously, to Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's your one. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump over you there. Oh no, 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 no! I no, I think that, that was a great point of conversation. You know, we kind of slowed down on the road, but not in the podcast. Now let me no. tell you something: we're slowing down as we drive through Des Moines, Washington, yeah. or as some people call it, Des Moines. Des Moines. See, this as a as a Midwesterner who lived in Kansas and would occasionally travel to Iowa because yeah, you know what's 
more boring than Kansas. It is Iowa and probably Nebraska. <clears throat> Let me tell you, if you have the chance to drive through Nebraska at night, don't. Um, well, I've driven through it during the day. Yeah, don't do that either if you can help it. I went through from Omaha through the whole state. Oh, and it's just the flattest land that you can find. Same with Kansas. Let's not be. Let's I mean, you get us. you get to Lincoln, which is what half hour, hour outside of Omaha, and then Lincoln to, re- to the rest of the across the state. There's nothing. Yeah, you, and you can say that about Kansas. You leave Wichita and go west, and pretty much nothing until you get to the Colorado border. Um, but yeah, uh, Des Moines. I every time I would hear someone pronounce that city after I moved up here in 2007, uh, I thought they were wrong. I was like, no, it's it's just Des Moines. The, the S's are silent. It's going, no, no, we say the S's here. And then they'd make a Dorothy joke, and I'd just leave. Well, you know, got to go with the cliches uh-huh. and all. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can just tell by the tenor of this conversation, neither one of us is uh, high on the Seahawks this coming week. I mean, we're recording this, or this, I guess it'd be the next week, because yeah. we still have a bunch of games this week to talk about, and NFL week, are we, 14, were we 15? 15. 14, 15, yeah. 15, because there's now 18 weeks in the season. That's right, now then, there's three games left, and there's, so yeah, for three games for the Hawks, four for everybody else playing on Sunday. Uh, an interesting, uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. Uh, the Thursday night game obviously happened. Uh, uh, the Saturday games are back with yep. college football. The irony is, I think what's funny about this, they say we're going to leave college football alone during the regular season. But now it's bowl season. There's five <laughs> college bowl games on it all on the first Saturday of you know college bowl season. Yep. And the NFL is just like, we're going to put three games on head-to-head with these. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, really, were were you super high up and interested in watching the uh, the New Mexico Bowl? Well, that's happening right now, so I guess that's really not a good comparison. Uh, is the New Mexico Bowl Southern Methodist and Brigham Young? Yep, uh, big uh, future Big Twelve member BYU. Yeah, and, um, and probably future Pac twelve member SMU. <laughs> I thought they were all going to the Big Ten. Uh, they did not get the invitation. SMU did not yet. Yet no. If they can, if they can tap. Oh, into the, that, all the Big Ten. Sorry, you said. Yeah, if they, if the Big Ten can tap into that Texas market, they will. Oh yeah. They will do it somehow. Um, yeah, I mean that you know the the early bowl games, the the L.A. Bowl, uh, Fresno State beat, beat Wazoo. So I hope you aren't uh, looking to watch that. Uh, t- tough. Like that's what's so funny about this bowl season. Wazoo's D coordinator left the other week to go to Arizona State. The head coach. They made the announcement that the head coach who played for Mike Leach at Texas Tech, the day Leach died, North Texas announced they hired the Wazoo offensive coordinator. It's just like, jeez, man. Uh, and then, yeah, but and then Wazoo's best defensive player opted out of the game. Sounds like they had a lot of opt-outs. Yeah. Well, and, and to your and to go back to your original point that you're making, yeah, you know, you've got the first real, the first full Saturday of bowl season, which, yes, you're going to pack with a lot of the the lesser known bowls. I mean, granted, you had the uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, the the Fenway Bowl, because the, because the only thing worse than trying to play a college football game in Yankee Stadium is playing a college football game in Fenway Park, where there is like literally no room on the field for anything. Uh, or in the stands. Yeah, no, there's plenty of room in the stands. Well, I just for, mean for the seats are just tiny. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, and, and so from whatever. So you've got those games, but and so the NFL goes, all right, well, let's let's see what kind of what kind of interest we can get in a what looked on the surface to be a, a this year at least bad Colts Vikings games because uh, you know Vikings ten and three they're they're pushing towards the playoffs even though they lost last week. Colts are pretty much just counting down the days to the end of the season, and then Jonathan Taylor misses the game. Uh, Ravens Browns because that's a classic rivalry that was manufactured because the NFL stole the Browns. Um, and then a nightcap of Dolphins Bills, which, you know, it's Buffalo. You could, then they are playing the game in a snowstorm there, but uh, I, you know, you gotta feel bad for Matt Ryan. And, and we've talked about his <coughs> his potential uh, fringe Hall of Fame candidacy and you know, where he is on the various lists and, and you know, records and, and uh, yards. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And then he comes out, leads, leads Indy to a 33 to nothing <laughs> halftime lead in Minnesota. And I was looking at this score as I was driving from, from Yakima, another fine city in oh, Washington, yeah. uh, over to the west side. And I'm looking at this score going 33 to nothing. Why or why? How? As we pass through SeaTac, Washington. Sorry, go on. No, no. I was uh, in SeaTac two weeks ago, uh, oh. departing or uh, deboarding a plane. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's you know thirty-three nothing. I'm going. How in the world has happened? So you got a, a blocked kick that's taken back for a touchdown. You got a pick six for a touchdown, and 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 a, and a Colts team that again is basically just kind of packing it in for the rest of the year is is pushing around or shoving around. A team that, up until a couple weeks ago, people thought this might be a Super Bowl team, but because Matt Ryan is the Indianapolis quarterback, and because Matt Ryan was irrevocably broken <laughs> about six years ago, six seven years ago, uh, wherever he goes, chaos and, and just a train wreck is apparently sure to follow. The Colts blew a thirty-three to nothing lead. The largest, the largest comeback in NFL history outside, you know, including playoffs. Like, yes, we talk about the 28-3, the, the biggest lead in Super Bowl history lost. The biggest overall uh, lost lead or, or lead overcome for a, a loss in a game, 32 points. The, the classic Oilers-Buffalo uh, game. I remember listening to that game as a child, yeah. driving down to the Rose Bowl with my parents. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's uh, your your uh, childhood memories have now been surpassed. Uh, so now that memory is only a second place memory forever. Yeah. Well, the the Colts blew a thirty three to nothing lead and lose thirty nine thirty six. It sounds like horrible officiating too. That that's yeah. Well, and and you know I try and take that with a grain of salt looking through Twitter because uh, pretty much every every yeah. game uh, the the fault is never on the players or the. Uh, strategy of the game. It is always the official's fault. Always. No matter what happened. You know what you'd never be at fault doing? Visiting beautiful Tukwila, Washington. <laughs> so carry on. The, uh, yeah, you go to the go to the South Center Mall. So, yeah. Uh, As we can see it here in uh, about 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, oh, there it is right there. there. We can see it already. There it is. Very, very upscale uh, sort of town, city, area. Yeah. Or at least this part of... That will get wiped out if Rainier ever... (laughs) 
so decides to erupt again. No one root for the volcano. A message for this one guy that cut us off here. Well, can I tell you something? Uh, <laughs> as we drive, I think under my breath I said a naughty word about naughty word. It sounded like a how old am I? Uh, uh, I said a swear word about probably 10, 15 minutes ago when I cut, when myself cut somebody off. Uh, you, you didn't notice, I don't think. No, I didn't notice, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. I think you can tell the Californians are coming because it's raining and people are hitting on their brakes. Oh, yeah. No matter where you go in this state, if it starts to rain, the IQ of the drivers just falls to the toilet. But I don't get it anymore. Like, yeah. it used to not be this way. No. When you first moved here, it was not like this. No. And, and it's like you have the, the overly aggressive drivers that are also, Ugh, yeah. you know, pretty pretty passive as well. So you have the overly passive-aggressive driver that will cut you off and then slam on their brakes because they think they're going too fast when really they've just hit the, uh, uh, the speed limit. Speed limit. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to plug cities in all day. No, it's okay. And Washington I have, drivers are kind of like the Matt Ryan. They're, they're the Matt well, Ryan. Well, Oregon of, drivers are really the Matt Ryan. Uh, are they not the Jacob Peterman of drivers? Oh, wow. Okay. Just maybe. absolutely terrible all across the board. Okay. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Him too. Yeah. Or Jay fun. Peterman from uh, Seinfeld. Yes. Whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But I, I just, I don't know how Matt Ryan doesn't just call it, just call it a career at this point. Well, and not to be, not to be this, not to be this show on courts and fields, but we kind of did it with Gronk and Kelsey. Yeah. And you alluded to it. And we probably had this conversation on the airwaves before. I know we've had it in private. Matt Ryan, Hall of Famer. I mean, he has all the numbers. He has an MVP. He, uh, had, he has an MVP. He was, what, three minutes away from a Super Bowl? Yeah. Where he also possibly he, could have been MVP? He was a few run plays away from yeah. the Super Bowl. A few run plays and, a, and an impossible catch that I don't think anyone could ever make again if they tried. Uh, you know, he's, he's yeah, he's got, the, he's got numbers. He's on that, that hall of very good list that you hear about. Uh, the you know the the metaphorical one where guys are really good or they're great yeah but they're not you know they're not that level yeah I think he's going to be one that gets debated uh, kind of like how people were debating Joe Flacco for the longest time yeah you know Joe Flacco had the the perfect postseason where he didn't throw an interception and uh, was a, a couple you know thanks to a couple bad calls on the uh, inside the the red zone are inside the 10-yard line, preventing the 49ers from having their sixth trophy. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, I think Matt Ryan in the moment, you know, you see him take losses like this and you see him not be able to score points with his team right now and, and you go, no, no, I don't think he is, but as a prisoner of the moment. But I think he's going to be somebody who, as, as a couple years go by and he... You know, we have a chance to sit back and actually look at his career and look at his stats. I think he might be one of those fringe guys that gets in, probably not first ballot, depending on who all goes with him, but he might sneak in second, third, fourth ballot just because you 
you know, the, the time away, you look at the numbers a little more and you see who he's stacked up against, and you go, okay, he's got the numbers there. Well, it, it's it's interesting because a lot of people, uh, are you ready for me to be a rest defender here? Do it. Uh, a lot of people are talking about this year dampens Russ's legacy. You know, Russell Wilson's legacy. But he's the longer Hall of Famer. Now, quarterback wins aren't a stat until they are a stat. That's right. But, you know, Russ's first 10 years, nobody won more games in their first 10 years than Russell Wilson. Right. That should mean something. Yeah. I don't know entirely what it means. But, you know, Russ this year, already, what place do you think he is in passing touchdowns all time? I think we've talked about this yeah. once this year. Yeah, yeah. He was, I think he was top 15. He passed Elway last week. John Elway and him were tied. He has passed Elway. He's all alone in 13. 303 touchdown passes for his career. And not a single MVP vote. Not a single MVP <laughs> vote. Which, I mean, is kind of crap because they don't, you only vote for one. It's not like a Heisman or a... Or the or, or baseball. Baseball. You your top three. Yeah, top three. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you look at his numbers, passing yards. Uh, he's not going to do it this year. But he's already, I, I mean, depending on how many more games he plays this year, early next season he's going to be top 20 in passing yards already. Yeah. You know, and he wins one more playoff game. I mean, he's got to make a playoff, so win a playoff game. But he'll have double-digit playoff wins. I mean, there's just all the numbers are just yeah. – still has over 100 quarterback rating. <laughs> Only three players ahead of him. Can you name them? Uh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is one of them. Yes, he's the one right above him. Uh, Mahomes? Mahomes is number one. Number two, you probably won't get, and you'll be surprised when I tell you who it is. Derek Carr. No, no, no. Okay. Not, not, not that much of a surprise. <laughs> uh, a newsmaker. Uh, a very big newsmaker. Um, active NFL player. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to guess Tom Brady for everything. Cause, no. Cause, you know, yeah. he played for 80 years. And you got to remember, Brady played the 2000s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rodgers really didn't play and start playing until, what, 2008. So that yeah. wasn't quite the 2000s anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Watson. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he missed, he's missed all of what, what up till he came back last week, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he's got plenty of time to uh, just destroy, destroy his own legacy. <laughs> more than he Well, has. I was going to say plenty of time to. Uh, his on field. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's really it's not that surprising when, when you stop and think about, like, he threw a lot of a very high percentage throws to, to Deshaun Watson. Uh, when, when he was in Houston. Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, I know who you meant. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, I know who you meant. Huh. This is like two weeks in a row that I just have no idea who I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure That's I'm making right. a point. So I'm just going to power Just through. go. I'll, I'll keep driving this car. As we have finally reached Seattle, Washington. I'm sorry, about are, two minutes ago. We are on the, uh, yeah, just through the through the outskirts of Seattle. It's a 40 mile an hour speed limit because everybody there's a sea of brake lights above uh, in front of us, and no discernible. Oh, now it's going to start slowing down. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I've always <clears throat> I've always wanted to be the first guy or you know someone right at the start of a traffic jam, so I can just see why a traffic jam starts. I've never understood it, but that's I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Deshaun Watson. He uh, you know 
lot of high percentage short stuff in, in Houston. Uh, Will Fuller was there for a while before he had Cooks, didn't he, or did he not have Cooks? Did Cooks show up after? He had uh, Cooks after after the 2017 season. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when Cooks started becoming nomad for some reason. He went from, from, from traded from New Orleans to New England. I think New England traded him to the Rams. Ram, Rams, Rams traded Rams him. traded him to, to, to Houston, where he's been since. since. He's been there about three, four years. And, four teams in four years, yeah. Yeah, and, and always one of those guys that you think is going to get traded and, and his name always comes up on the trade block and you're never really sure why because he seems like a you know doesn't seem like a bad guy he doesn't he's not ever in the news for anything he, he gets his yards he, he plays the, he, he plays his butt off um, I, I don't know why he's always you know subject to those rumors but yeah there was a time that that Houston's top three receivers were just like a murderer's row and I have no idea how I don't even know. Yeah, he, yeah, they've won a playoff game in their in their in their history. It just how have they not won more? Yeah, I don't know. And now they have one win all this season. So also go. wild because they're in the same division as Jacksonville, who's also just a curse. Yeah, it's like it's it's the the two team dumpster fire between Houston and, and Jacksonville. You never know which one's going to be the worst one. And every every year you think you have you, you think you have it figured out, the other one takes over instead. That's such a weird division because you have the Titans and the Colts. Too. And when they have bad years, then nobody looks good. And it's like, well, wait, does anybody actually want to win this division? Yeah, I don't think they've had a, a sub five hundred division winner yet. I think that's only been the uh, the legendary two thousand and eleven Seahawks. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. But. Yeah, Close enough. Played the 2011 playoffs. Yeah, there you go. And uh, what was it? I think Carolina did it one uh, year. Carolina did it one year, and uh, wasn't it just the oh, other the, year? Oh, the uh, the Washington Commanders. Un- uncommandoed. Oh, they were the they were the football team. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were not yet commando. They were still uh, covered up. Um, yeah, that that actually pushed the eventual Super Bowl champion Tom Brady Buccaneers to. Uh, kind of a, a limit there in that playoff series but first playoff game well let's take a quick break we'll come back we'll give a few picks uh and this has nothing to do with our recording limit or seattle traffic or seattle traffic all right we are safe no accidents or anything just you know a little uh just the usual Seattle traffic. Seattle traffic just driving us nuts. But uh, yeah, the um, so but yeah, the we were talking about the Houston Texans, uh, who I mean, speaking of our picks last week, the Texans, a team that you thought was going to get destroyed, mm-hmm. did they did not. not. No, almost won the game. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was such a such a terrible matchup. You know the battle for Texas. Do they do a trophy for that? I don't. Remember. I thought they did. I think they did like the very first time. The like the Texans. Like the Texans' first game was was against the Cowboys, and they and, won. And they won. Yeah, on uh, on good old classic ESPN Sunday Night Football. Yes, with, with Mike Patrick. Mike Patrick, uh, McGuire, Paul McGuire, Theisman. and Theismann. I yeah. love that. Can it, can we talk for just a second before we get to these picks? Yes. I I know Sunday Night Football in general is probably better for the game. <laughs> Sunday night football with those three and just the random games. Cause when I was growing, when I was growing up, 
that was really the most time you got to see Seattle on, on you know, like during the Dennis Erickson and the early Holmgren days when yeah. the teams weren't that great. Mm-hmm. You know, they were mediocre. Seahawks were mediocre, so yeah. they weren't good enough to be put on Monday Night Football. Right. And yeah, ah, just I very nostalgic for those guys. Well, and I remember there were I think it was Sunday night games or maybe it was no it wasn't Monday night it was ABC hello what am I talking about Sunday night games were TNT TV I think TBS got a few of them during certain weird times of the year uh, but it was it was TNT got got Sunday night games and they split the season so like TNT got half the, yeah. the Monday or the Sunday night games and then ESPN or yeah and then ESPN got the second half of the season yeah or something. yeah I, uh, yeah I remember those times, those those games. Good times. I was like, my gosh, you know, he was a, uh, an incredible college football announcer that I don't think got enough credit, and now we may have taken him for granted a little too much. Brad Nessler. Oh. The voice yes. of, like, ABC. Yep. Uh, when when it wasn't Musburger. When it was, when, you know, so, you know, being being on the West Coast, Keith Jackson, right? Yes, Always. that's the other one I was thinking But Nessler, yeah, Nessler was that second voice. Yeah. Yeah. Nestler was awesome, and he's Eddie. He's with the he's with CBS now, doing the SEC games, and that's really the only reason to watch an SEC game. Thank you. Is to listen to Brad Nestler call it because he is fantastic. But yeah, no, I I thought last week, you know, seventeen point spreads. I just it reminded me back to the 07 Patriots season where I think they were 16, 17 point favorites at home against uh, against the Eagles. Donovan McNabb was out. It was like, oh, it's going to be a Sunday night bloodbath. And it turned out it was like a three or four point win for New England. And I think I should have seen the writing on the wall then, uh, just uh, just thinking of that comparison. But luckily, one of us did see that and or <laughs> did kind of see that coming. Uh, so, so Tim, you you nailed that pick. With, oh yes. You know, covering the seventeen and a half or seventeen point spread, and and Dallas wins by what four, three yes. or four, in just a game they they shouldn't have even been close in. We were close this week though. We went in opposite a lot, I believe. The Vikings and the Lions. I took the. You took the Lions. Yep. Uh, I took the quote unquote worst ten and two team in uh, in NFL history, the Vikings. And they proved to me why they really were the worst uh, by just getting they. It was competitive, but I don't think it was ever really that close. Uh, where where Detroit, I think won. It was like six seven point win, but it felt like it was going to be a lot a lot more of a blowout just because Minnesota didn't look that good all day. And they tried, as we mentioned earlier, tried to lose uh-huh. before their epic comeback. Uh, and then we we had the Bucks. And the 49ers. I thought the Bucks would win. You, uh, I, I committed a well, turned your back. Yeah, I, I somehow I had a heel turn moment. I turned against uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Wow. And I, I really thought, you know, I, I've I haven't been impressed with Tampa all year. I don't think he has either. <laughs> uh, but I, I went with the 49ers just because I figured their defense was was much better than the current Tampa offense. Uh, I got that one right. That was your first uh, first miss of the week. So as we stand now, is Tim 2-1, and one, me 1-2. One and two. And then uh, a game we briefly mentioned after the, the Hawks playing two games <laughs> in, in a, in a four-day period. Panthers at Hawks. We both thought the Hawks would win, not thinking that the 
Panthers would run all over them. The Panthers were 0-6 on the road coming into this. Neither of us had any reason to doubt that that would stretch to 0-7. And uh, the less we talk about that game, I think... Well, the, the one thing, I think we did mention that the Hawks were 0-3 against that division. Which, well, yeah. which uh, another fun stat for you. You take that division and the 49ers games out of it, the Hawks were 7-1. and one. So maybe they will... Maybe they will win those two games to hopefully get them into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, as long as they don't have to play an NFC South team or the 49ers. It's kind of like it's like how the Mariners struggled with, with Houston and, and Oakland and Texas this year. Yeah. You get to the playoffs and you avoid, and that was the big running joke, you get to the playoffs, you avoid Houston and you avoid Oakland and Texas, the Mariners have a shot. What did they do that first, uh, that first playoff series? <laughs> they beat a team that wasn't Houston, Oakland, or Texas. And then they get to they, yeah. they get to Houston, and we saw what happened there. Yes, yes. Though, why painful memories about? Why are we talking about this? Stuff? Though, this though, though real, yeah. real quick. Did you hear Jeff Passan, national voice, yeah. called Mariner fans upset that the team wasn't doing stuff in free agency? He called them spoiled. Oh. <laughs> So one one playoff appearance in twenty years, and now they're spoiled because <laughs> yeah. they're not improving on that team or making moves to that team. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. Was this the same guy that broke the Aaron Judge to to the Giants story? That was John Heyman, actually. Oh well, they, yeah. Well, they both suck. So yeah, they they both are. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are they? They, they? I just think he's. I think now we know any time that there's a national story about the Mariners that oh this is Depoto's boy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we both missed that uh, that Seahawks pick, uh, but we we both tried to salvage the the night or the uh, the week with Monday Night Football. Uh, Patriots one and a half point favorites at Arizona. We both picked the Pats. We both got it right. I don't think either of us saw Kyler Murray going out on the third play of the game, uh, or everybody going out every three plays. Yeah, thereafter. You know, it was the big debate that suddenly started that's blown up the NFL recently is. Play less games on turf. Play more games on grass because there's less injuries. And so Arizona and New England looked at that and went, oh, yeah, bet. And off they went. Well, that's also the same field that, I mean, every member of Legion of Boom, with the exception of Browner. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, like, Earl Thomas's last game as a Hawk, Sherman's last game as a Hawk, and Chancellor's last game as a Hawk all happened on that field. Well, and... uh, uh, Chris Matthews' last reception as ACL. No, he probably had more the next season. No, I don't think he did. Russell Wilson's last pass in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, let's not <laughs> let's not talk about that. Okay, the Patriots won. You happy? I mean, that time too, you're happy, but this time. Yeah. So, two and three for you, yep. three and two for me. And how, what about your soccer picks? You didn't jinx. Uh, I think I was one in three. <laughs> uh, I, I got France right. Uh, I think I, I took, uh, took I took the Netherlands. I think I took Brazil. Um, I'm fairly certain I picked against Morocco. Yeah, they were playing France. Of course I did. Uh, yeah. So uh, you have a chance here to, 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 to jinx either France or Argentina before the game is played. That's right. It's redemption time. Congratulations, Lionel Messi. You are... We're going to win a World Cup because I am I am I'm sticking with France. I think they've been just overall the best team. One to twenty-four or twenty-five. How many players are on a World Cup roster? Uh, this this whole tournament. Uh, 
yeah, I, I, I'm picking France, so uh, next time, you know, when you see Messi holding up that trophy tomorrow, he can, he can send me a congratulations or a thank you for that. Well, there we go. We got that pick. So, <laughs> uh, let's go with this week's picks. We have five games. The first one, and these are all the Sunday games uh, because reasons. Uh, Lions at Jets. Jets half-point favorite. Who you got, Kevin? Uh, Zach Wilson is coming back for the Jets. That can only spell disaster for them. Uh, Lions have, have been... Have been hot recently. I, I expect that to continue. I trust uh, Jared Goff over over Zach Wilson. I'm going with the Lions, not only to cover but to win outright. Okay, I will take the Lions and both as well. Chiefs, fourteen and a half point favorites at the Texans. I'm not doing this again. I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay, <laughs> I I too am not going to do what I did last week. I am going to take the Chiefs as well. Uh, Patriots. At Raiders, Raiders half a point home favorites. Are the Patriots without uh, our favorite player, Ramondre Stevenson? Not that I've seen. Uh, I think he's he is one of the uh, every single member of the team that is questionable every single week on the on the uh, injury report. So as far as I've seen, he is on track yeah, to he might be playing. They are permanently closed as of right now. Yeah. Or, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sorry, we're now having a personal discussion. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, then, uh, so. <laughs> uh, Belichick has lost to McDaniels on the road before and with an inferior team. I, I, was, I was actually at that 2009 game in Denver that uh, that McDaniels Broncos team beat New England in, in overtime. I think he, I, I, I don't I don't foresee that happening. New England has gotten much better against the run. Yeah. Josh Jacobs will get his yards, but I don't see uh, I don't see them losing this kind of a game where really every every game the week the rest of the way is a playoff game for New England. They've got Cincinnati coming up, and then both uh, Miami and Buffalo, so they know they have to stack wins right now. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a homer and stick with the bounce. You know, I I can't remember which who I who I. Uh, it picked on my ESPN picks, but I'm going to go with the Pats as well. Um, yeah, I just think uh, I'm going to go. It, Belichick really wants to beat McDaniels, and I think he will uh, get his chance this time. Um, so the Sunday night game and the Monday night games are the only two that we have left to pick. Let's go with the Sunday night game. Giants at Commanders. Commanders four-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, the Hawk fan in me... Want, doesn't care really who wins as long as these two teams don't split, right? Like, I mean, not split, but like the the last four games, they both don't go like two and two. What, so, what happens if they have another tie? <laughs> 
That's a great question. Like, does that count as? Because I know it's, I know it's a, t a tie. Basically, it counts as half a win. So they're both like seven and a half and whatever. It right affects now. your win percentage for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to uh, now we're in a we're a parked cast. We've, yes. We've reached our final destination. Well, no, no, no. We've reached our destination, not final destination. No, no log trucks. Um, <laughs> That's not the second in, one. Not, not in this part. Airplanes, log trucks. I don't remember the third one. There's uh, a roller coaster involved. Roller coaster, in, yeah. In one. Uh, I don't think I ever saw the third one. I stopped after two. Uh, read what happened. Uh, I think the Commanders are a better team. The Giants have just been garbage lately. I'm going to go with the Commanders this is, at home. This is the biggest Commanders game that they've played in front of people. Uh, since probably 2019, because that that playoff game in, in oh, the yeah. 20 season was the empty stadium. Uh, you know, T Taylor Heineke is showing why he should be the quarterback of the future. He's gotten chances. They keep changing their minds. They keep going, no, we, we're not gonna we're not gonna start you. And then by halfway through the season, they start and they go, oh well, maybe we should. Um, I think uh, I I wanna I wanna go with the with the Commandos, but. I just think there's something about the Giants that they're they're going to come in, they're going to sneak, they're going to find a way to sneak through Saquon Barkley career resurgence this year. Uh, you know, I couldn't name a Washington or a uh, New York Giants receiver right now if I tried. I think Slayton's healthy again. Oh, is he is he back? Okay. Yeah. Wandale uh, Robinson. He's hurt. Oh well. See now I really almost couldn't name one. Uh, but I think I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, with the Giants. Okay, I like that. Uh, you know, I don't care what happens as long as I mean I do care what happens. <laughs> they have they both have some tough schedules. Commanders have to play the Niners too. Uh, I just want Barkley to go nuts and help my <laughs> number one or number two fantasy team. That's most important to me. Uh, actually I think he's on both, so help all our top fantasy Perfect. teams. Finally, uh, oh wait, yeah, we said the commanders. Rams at Packers. Packers seven and a half point home favorites. Bye week last week for the Packers. The late bye week, it, which I hate. Yeah, it, <sighs> I mean, I I keep getting reminded somehow that you know even all the way back to back to two thousand one, there were teams that had bye weeks in the last week of the season because there were still only thirty one teams. So there was just that uneven. Oh, I always uh, I forgot that about schedule. that. So like everyone had a bye week in a weird spot. Oh, people would start the season not off. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, you could have opening, you know, opening day. There's one team that's like, well, you guys have fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> see you, that's see you next week. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me personally, you should not have all of your bye weeks should take place between like weeks six and six and twelve. Yeah, I think you should knock them all out that way. But yeah. uh, uh, Rams still depleted. You know, they showed life against the Hawks as we talked about last week, but that was mostly. Because of Bobby Wagner wanting to get revenge on his old team. Uh, I just don't. Donald's out again. Uh, Baker Mayfield led a resurgence, beat the <laughs> beat the Raiders uh, last week on Thursday Night Football. Or, um, I just got to go Packers. Yeah, I don't I don't think, uh, I don't think it, could be, it could be John Wolford. It could be Baker Mayfield. It could be uh, Tom Brady. Uh, they're, they're not helping this Rams team in Green Bay. Green Bay's been suspect all year, but I mean this is this is kind of the game that'll save their season if they if they want to have a chance of, of sneaking their way into the playoffs. Uh, you know, it's weird to see Aaron Rodgers kind of on the outside uh, looking yeah, looking in absolutely. on things and 
you know, he, that's not the guy you expect to see with, with, without a playoff team. And yet here they are sitting five and eight. And this really might be the, the kind of the last stand for Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, I think he's going to, you know, they're what, two games out of a, two games out of a playoff spot right now, two games behind the Hawks. I think, uh, yeah, you gotta go, gotta go with the Packers on this one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. They finally found a receiver in Watson, so mm-hmm. that that helps them. Uh, well, Kevin, thanks again for joining me as we're in this car. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this big show up? You know, I, I appreciate the the nice safe travel up to uh, up to Seattle. The drivers in this uh, in this part of the state did tried to do their worst, but but you wouldn't let them, and I I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> we will have you on again. Uh, I mean, I said this last time. Oh, playoff time, and then I just made you come back on again. Well, well you know, there's there's the college football playoff coming up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you know that you can always you can always talk about that. Someplace. That there you go. Well, yes. Well, thank you very much. Thanks again to Kevin Mendelson. Hopefully. He doesn't throw out too many jinxes, but as we've mentioned many a times, he is uh, expert level, god tier, whatever you want to say, at jinxing teams. And also, I hope that your holidays will go better than your favorite team's season. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I do not know. I'm Tim Kelly, and this has been Courts and Fields. And the first ever car cast.